Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's dare to multiply. Do you ever doubt if God could actually multiply disciples through you? You believe in the vision, you want to see a movement of disciples or groups of disciples that would multiply in your community. But when you look at yourself and you look at your past experience in attempting to multiply or make disciples, you really wonder if it could actually happen through you. You you have this doubt. Well, what you need and what we want to talk about today on the podcast is how to have a faith mindset in regards to disciple making. Are you busy but not seeing the fruit you long for? Dissatisfied with your present level of impact on those around you? Are frustrated with traditional methods of discipleship that don't seem to be effective? If so, the Getting Started in Disciple Making Movements course may be just what you need. Inside the Getting Started program, you'll get access to a step-by-step proven approach to making and multiplying disciples. Not only will you receive 25 short and practical video teachings spread out over six modules, but you'll have a chance to connect with others for group coaching via our monthly Zoom calls And even more importantly, you'll become part of a global community of like-minded people from all over the world who are passionately committed to following Jesus and impacting others around them. If you want to get unstuck and begin moving forward as a disciple who makes disciples, I encourage you to go to courses.dmmsfrontiermissions.com and sign up for this powerful program today. And now to today's episode. And the first mindset shift that I talk about in the book is a faith mindset. And throughout this month, I'm going to be talking each week about different mindset changes that are necessary that need to take place. And you'll get a little preview of the book. There is a QR code there if you'd like to scan that and order the book at www.multipliersmindset.com. We would love for you to actually get a copy because there's a lot more in there that I'm not going to be able to talk about today. But I want to give you a little bit of a taste and um, have some time to talk about today. What is a faith mindset? In the book, we talk in the first part about mindsets about God and ourselves, and it spells the acronym FEED. The first one is a faith mindset. Then we're going to talk about enough, how we need to have enough, a a mindset of I have enough, I I don't need more stuff, I already have enough. We need an expand mindset, which has to do with believing that God can do so much more than what you think already or imagine he could do. And then a mindset of discover, discover that God is already at work. You don't have to do all the hard work. He's already doing it. And all you need to do is partner with him. So these are some of the mindset shifts in that first section of the book. Then the second section of the book talks about new mindset shifts in how we think about others and how we need to adjust our perspective. And the final section talks about new mindsets about actually how to make disciples. And that's about adapting your strategies. So 
that's what's coming this month. We're going to go through some of these different mindset shifts on the podcast, and I hope this will be a help to you. So let's go back to this question of faith. Do you have a faith mindset, a mindset that says God can do it here and God can do it through me? So important. I want you to actually say to yourself today, you point to yourself and say, you are a multiplier of disciples. Do you believe that about yourself? I know there have been times when I have not believed that about myself either. In fact, there was a time when I was working in India and I had been studying multiplication of disciples, reading all the right books. I'd been trying, my husband and I and our team, we'd been trying to start groups of disciples that would multiply. And I almost gave up on the dream of multiplication, the dream of starting what we call a disciple-making movement, where groups of disciples start to multiply and organically spread through a people group segment. And we see transformation, the kingdom of God coming. And that had been my dream for a long time. But I want to tell you, there was one morning where I was sitting out under this beautiful bougainvillea tree and you just saw a picture if you're watching on youtube of a beautiful blooming bougainvillea tree and i was in my garden it was early morning i was having my quiet time and seeking the lord and as i was praying i just had tears begin to stream down my cheeks and i began to weep and i i just said god is it ever going to happen for us are we ever going to see a movement here, uh, multiplying disciples and people being transformed and coming to know Jesus and then reaching their friends and their neighbors and this organic spread that we had heard about. And I was so discouraged. And at that time, this self-doubt just gripped my heart. And this, this phrase came into my mind, which I know was not from God. It was the phrase uh, that said, you're just a little league team trying to win the World Series. A Little League team trying to win the World Series. That was what I felt like. And I wonder if some of you who are listening have ever felt like that as well. You know, a Little League team, I had played Little League as a child. I was a second baseman and um, I actually was in Africa, but even in Africa, we had this uh, group of American dads who wanted their kids to learn how to play baseball. And so we had this Little League team and Little League teams, what are they like? You know, they they swing the bat and miss the ball and they run and stumble over the base and fall down. And, you know, they're just a bunch of kids who are bumbling, stumbling, but having fun, but trying to play baseball and usually not very successfully right? And I felt like that. And I felt like starting a multiplying movement of disciples was like, like the World Series. You know, if we could see that happen, it would be such an incredible thing to achieve to like winning the World Series, which is if you're not familiar with baseball, it's a lot like the World Cup in soccer or football. So I had this phrase that came into my heart, and it kind of plagued me. I'd say for the next week or so, it was just this, you're just a little league team trying to win the World Series. I even talked to my leader about it. I said, is it even right for us to try to start a disciple-making movement? If it's impossible, are we just leading people towards this vision that they're never going to achieve? And maybe it's not even right to do that. So that was how I was feeling at the time. And 
I felt like at that time, God led me to the word of God, which is where we need to go in these seasons of self-doubt and where we're struggling and we're not seeing progress. And I began to pour through just reading again and again and meditating on the book of Acts and the Gospels. And I just read them again and again and again and again. And as I was reading, faith began to rise in my heart that God could indeed start a movement of disciples through us. It was not impossible because God had done this through the disciples of Jesus were ordinary people. They were common fishermen and tax collectors and some ex-prostitutes and, and, you know, people that were simple. We look at the book of Acts and there were, yeah, there were rabbis like the Apostle Paul, but there were also people like Lydia, who was a a dealer uh, in Thyatira. She was a, a textile dealer and there were business people and there were ordinary people who God used to turn the world upside down. And I knew that if God could do that through them, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and God could do that through us as well. And this faith began to rise in my heart. We need to study scripture and we need to base what we believe on what we see in the Bible, not on our past experiences, not on what we have um, seen other people do, but what we see in scripture is the basis. God can do it here and God can do it through me. I want to ask you, have you ever thought my location, my people group, or my generation is more difficult to reach than other places? Ever had that thought? I know I did. And, you know, I've heard that over and over as I have trained disciple makers around the world again and again. I hear people say that could happen in China or that could happen in India or that could happen in this place or that place. But my place is different. You know, I hear people in the West say, America's so hard, it, it couldn't happen here. I don't know if it can happen. Have you ever heard of it happening in the West? Or I hear people saying that in really tough to reach, you know, parts of Indonesia where there's strong Islamic movements and groups, or I hear that almost everywhere because that's coming from the enemy. And yet that's true. We, we wonder, could it happen here? as we look around us and we think, it's not so easy to start a movement in my area. Or maybe you have said to yourself, God wants to do great things here. I'm convinced of that. I know he can, I know he wants to, but I'm not sure I'm the right person that he could use. Ever had that kind of a doubt? I know I have said those kinds of things to myself. I want to ask you, though, to look to the word of God. And in 2 Peter 3, 9, it says this. It says, God does not desire that any would perish, any, but that all would come to repentance. So we know that when we are trying to make disciples, when we are trying to reach people around us, we are in accordance with the will of God. We are working together with what God wants to see happen. We know it's his desire that they would come to repentance. So we know number one, it's his desire. Number two, in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, what does it say? It says that Jesus told us, you and me, to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them and to teach them to obey everything he commanded. So God himself has commanded us through Jesus there in the Great Commission that we are to go and make disciples. Well, if God has commanded us to do something, he has 
made a way, a plan, and empowered us to be able to do that. We might need to do some things a little differently than what we've been trying, but he has a way for us to be successful and fruitful in making disciples. And then in Philippians 4.13, one of my favorite verses, his word says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This is the word of God. He himself lives in us and he's the one who's going to make disciples through you and through me. It's not going to be me because I'm so smart or I'm so gifted and talented. It's because he lives in me. And he wants to see people around me, the people that I know, the people in my neighborhood come to know him. I can do this. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And yet there's a lot of things that come up in our minds, excuses and common barriers that we might say, I'm not holy enough. My past maybe disqualifies me. Or we might say, I don't know enough about the Bible. I've never been to Bible school or seminary. How am I going to answer the questions that people ask? Or you might say, I've made a lot of mistakes and I have issues in my life. I have areas of brokenness. I have so many things I'm trying to just deal with right now. So how could I possibly make disciples? Or you might say, I tried that before and it didn't result in very much. I, I've tried. I've tried to reach out to my neighbors. They're not interested. I've tried to be involved in ministry and I just can't do it. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you've said, I'm too busy just trying to put food on the table. It's a lot of work just to provide for my family and, and pay my bills. How could I have time to make disciples? Or maybe another one, this is one that I have said many times, is I'm an introvert. And if I'm going to make disciples, I'm going to have to talk to people I don't know and be extroverted. And that's not my personality. So you, shy, you pull away and shy away from being a disciple maker. Or maybe you've said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just don't know how. I don't know how to go about making disciples. Nobody's ever trained me or mentored me or taught me how to do that. Whatever those barriers are, I just want to encourage you today with Scripture and with the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? Our basis for life is His Word. His Word is alive and active in us. So as I read these Scriptures, I want you to just really open your heart to believe the truth and let the truth of Scripture get rid of those lies that the enemy wants you to believe about who you are. You are a multiplier of disciples. That's what his word says. In John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You will bear much fruit. You were called by God, designed by God to be a fruitful person in the kingdom. Not just to live for yourself, but to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. If you remain in him, and if that's not talking about like some transactional thing that if you pray three hours a day, then you're going to be fruitful. No, it's just being with Jesus, loving him, letting him be with you. You will bear much fruit. It's a promise. He said that in his word. Then there's 1 Peter 2.9 that says this. I love this passage. One of my favorites. But you... You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You, my friend, have been chosen by him, a chosen 
people. You're his own possession, his own child. You are a child of the living God and you are a royal priest. What does that say? That says you are a minister of the kingdom. You don't have to be a professional pastor or missionary. You just have to be one of his kids. And that makes you part of the royal family. And you have authority to go and make disciples, to influence the people around you. So don't think of yourself as an ordinary person. You are extraordinary because he chose you. And 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. There are so many scriptures that talk about who you are. So I want to say to you today, God can do it wherever you are, and God can do it through you. Is that true? True or false? Yes, that is the truth of his word. God wants to give you a faith mindset that says he can do it here. He can do it through me. I hope this has been encouraging to you today. And I just want to encourage you, receive it. Say that to yourself. Speak the truth of God's word to yourself until faith rises up in your heart that I'm going to do what is my part and God's going to do his part. And God is going to multiply disciples through me because he commanded me to do this and I'm going to obey and he's going to do the rest. So believe it, have a faith mindset. And again, I want to encourage you to grab a hold of the book, get a copy of the book and you'll be able to read more about this, read more about that story I told about the time I was struggling with faith. Um, next uh, episode, we'll be talking about an expand mindset and then a mindset of enough. I don't need more stuff. I already have enough. You can also read about those in the book and lots of other mindset shifts that are so critical if you want to see movements in your area. And especially if you want to multiply disciples, you want to see that group of disciples you are a part of begin to multiply so it starts other disciples. Um, this book, The Multiplier's Mindset, I wrote it for you. I wrote it so that you could have the same breakthroughs that I've experienced, that my team's experienced, where we saw 19 new movements of disciples released in about three to four years after we started adjusting and shifting our mindsets. Um, you can get a sample chapter there as well at that www.multipliersmindset.com. This book, I am convinced with all my heart, is able to help you make some significant changes in your thinking that are going to then result in changes in your actions. And that change in action is going to result in a change in your fruitfulness in your life. So God bless you guys. I am so excited to get this into your hands. Go ahead and head over to the website, get your copy, order this book today and get started in allowing God to shift your mindset to a mindset of faith, a mindset that's expanding, a mindset that is believing you have enough, a mindset that is ready to embrace new ways of making disciples. If you shift your mindset, it's going to shift your actions, and that's going to shift your fruit. God bless you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Imagine a world where passionate followers of Jesus come together to multiply, transforming lives beyond imagination. Instead of toiling with little fruit, what if God's abundance flowed beyond your wildest dreams? 
Picture those you've invested in sharing Jesus freely, creating a ripple effect of disciple-making. In her new book, The Multiplier's Mindset, Cynthia Anderson reveals how shifting mindsets can revolutionize disciple-making. When Cynthia and her colleagues experienced these mindset shifts, they saw enormous results including the launching of 19 multiplying movements in Africa and Asia, transforming tens of thousands of lives. This book will help you discover hidden harvesters, see church members move from passivity to passion, and release the power of simplicity in multiplying disciples. Don't remain stuck. Learn to move toward greater fruitfulness. Visit MultipliersMindset.com and get your copy of The Multipliers Mindset today. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media, and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.